Welcome to the Master Drafter Football Podcast. We talk dynasty fantasy football. Now your hosts, Chris Burton and Mike Reardon. All right, welcome to episode four of the Master Drafter Football Podcast. I'm Chris Burton. And I'm Mike Reardon. Today we're going to be talking rookie quarterbacks. So, Mike, do you want to start off by by giving me your top rookie quarterbacks? All right. Well, um, as far as tiers go, I'll say that Kyler Murray is in a tier of his own. I do think he's going to be a special quarterback. Um, there's a little bit of uh, worry about his his height and the way that he plays, but I think he's in today's NFL and with this coaching staff in Arizona, he was a first pick overall mm-hmm. um, in Arizona with a new coach, Clingsbury. Is it, what is it? Kingsbury? Cliff Kingsbury? I believe. Clingsbury, yeah. Kingsbury? Kingsbury. Or something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that, and they're trying to really, they're trying to throw the ball. They're trying to spread it around with a college type of offense. I would say that he is clear-cut, number one, one-tier guy. I agree. Um, and, okay, in my he's opinion. in that he's he's in that tier one all by himself. I don't think yeah. I don't think, I think anybody like in this year for rookies. I don't I haven't seen anybody that doesn't have Kyler Murray as their number one quarterback yeah. overall. Like in a tier of his own, like super flex, regardless of format, he's the number one guy this year. Um, and I, I think if it wasn't for Baker Mayfield last year being the number one pick and kind of balling out the way he did, mm. I think that if, if you know maybe maybe not for that, um, people would be more worried about him. But mm. seeing what Baker did last year, just with the height and everything, you're saying, yeah, and well, also being a smaller quarterback that kind mm. of scrambles around the pocket a little bit, right? Um, you know, can can make plays, um, in the you know while scrambling. Um, I think that he's kind of he's kind of in that mold, and they were the same college, right? Yeah, Oklahoma. Yeah, so it, I think there's a lot of similarities that people see, um, and definitely Mayfield is the clear cut guy from last year. Mm. Um, maybe not super clear cut, but pretty clear cut in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I think Murray. Uh, I think Murray I, is I, that guy this year. I agree. Um, in a week, in a week quarterback class. Yeah, I, I definitely think there's a significant drop-off after Murray. Um, and I think uh, Haskins, we both have as our number two guy. Yep. Um, so I have Haskins and Jones in my next tier. Yeah, okay. Just just them. Just them, two and three, yep. Haskins, Jones. Yep. Okay. So my tier two, I have Haskins. I have Dwayne Haskins at two, Daniel Jones at three, Drew Locke at four. Yep, I mean, and that's pretty consensus. I think some people might have uh, Jones ahead of Haskins, you know, based on whether it's the style of play or where they got drafted. But I have Haskins, Haskins drafted to the drafted to the Redskins um, as the third quarterback taken in the draft. Yeah, at fifteen, I have him ahead of Daniel Jones. Yeah, I mean, and do you think? I think it's interesting too because um, they both went to the NFC East. It's do you think yeah. do you think I think the perception out there is that Haskins has the better landing spot? Um, just because Washington, I mean, they really don't have I mean, they got Keenum in the offseason. 
you know, Alex Smith, you know, had that serious injury. There's a lot of question marks with with if he could ever even play again. I mean, I don't really see it. And then with, with the giants, of course, it's like you have Eli there, but yeah, I mean, it kind of looks like Jones is going to be his successor sooner than later. So, I mean, I don't really see that much of a discrepancy with the landing spots with these guys as, as at least as much as people are making it out to be. Yeah. I, I, I'll totally agree with that. Daniel Jones, he was the sixth pick in the draft to the giants. I believe they fell in love with him and they reached for him. I he agree. came out of Duke, small school. Um, Horrible, like on a not very good team. Um, yes. Sorry, I'm, I apologize uh, if one of our listeners is a Duke <laughs> alumni. Um, but they, they, he, he did not have uh, very many weapons on that Duke team. So his, you know, a lot of people went with, you know, just sort of the, him as, as just that pure prospect and, uh, some of the reports I've read on Jones too is that, you know, uh, being able to handle adversity and sort of weathering that storm of, of not being on a very good team, um, they thought showed a lot of character on his part and a lot of, you know, potential for being able to handle that that New York media. So I yeah. think that's something you know, and that and that that is something that's kind of overlooked. Um, you know, if, absolutely. If, or quarterback, I, especially. Yeah. And I, and I think the, I mean, you could make an argument that that's something that has separated the giants from the jets in a lot of ways over the years. It's like the giants have sort of been able to draft these players that can handle that market. And the jets always seem to, you know, it's like one step forward, two steps back franchise as, as, uh, as someone put it. <clears throat> um, well, if you're right, if, if you're right about their philosophy, I mean, that could be one of the reasons why they moved Odell, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Maybe, maybe they just felt like he couldn't handle the spotlight being in the city. Absolutely. You know, so. um, I would say for me, so Haskins is Ohio State, mm-hmm. played at a big school. Yeah. Um, I'm not super high on either one of them. Um, I would take, so I would, I would, uh. I would re I would um I would move up to get Murray or I would um <clears throat> I would take Murray, you know, with an early draft position if yeah. everything lined up with what my team was and 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 how the league is. Mm-hmm. Haskins and Jones are two guys that I would take if they fell to me. Um, if if Haskins or Jones fell to a ridiculous point in the draft, you know, depending on the league structure and depending on. Um, you know, what my team looked like, I would definitely, those guys are guys that they landed right in a great spot for me. I'd be happy to take either one of them. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about Haskins and Jones. Mm-hmm. Um, Murray is a guy that I would definitely, uh, you know, maybe reach for a little bit, kind mm-hmm. of take a little earlier if I really need a quarterback. Yeah. Um, so, and that's how, that's my top tier. And then Drew Locke, who you have at, who we both have at four. Yep. Um, he, you know, he's a prototypical guy. I like him. He's got the big arm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, his landing spot was Denver. They took him. I like him, but just I had to move him out of my top, my second tier. Yeah. Because in, in the and he tops off my third tier. Mm-hmm. I'm just worried about, you know, the value of him sitting on my bench while um, Joe Flacco, while I do the whole Joe Flacco thing. Hmm. over there i mean i don't know unless denver, he just 
Denver does not have the best track record of drafting quarterbacks yeah. lately. You know, um, you're right. They're a franchise that's really found success getting free agent quarterbacks. And in their defense, and then I mean, that's not so much last year, but didn't work. And in their defense, this this a lot of those other quarterbacks that they've taken to replace Manning, they've kind of reached for. This Mm -hmm. one was one that actually kind of fell in their lap. That's a good point. So, I mean, in in their defense, I will say that, but I agree. I, I do think that they have missed on quarterbacks you know, in the draft. Obviously, Peyton Manning was a free agent. Uh, but those are probably the top four guys, I think, that mm. that most people have. Murray, Haskins, yeah. Jones, and Locke. Yeah. I would say. I agree. And, and I think I think Kirk, uh, Kyler Murray is obviously, as we were saying, is the clear-cut one. Yep. I haven't really – I mean, I'm sure there's some contrarian out there who has Murray as their – their number two guy or something. Um, and I would, I would say out of these four, just, just to be weird, but yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> yeah, I think but that's, that's not going to, yeah, yeah, that's very, uh, I don't think that's going to, and, and honestly, I even think throughout the preseason, if Murray struggles a little bit and these other guys even show a, a little bit more, show a little better than Murray does. I don't think it really is going to affect Murray's value that much. I think he's that solidified as the number one guy. Uh, yeah. And also, and also, if you look at these four guys and in the order that we both have them in, and I, in the order that probably a lot of people have them in, I think if anything, mm-hmm. people might have Jones and Haskins switched. Yeah. I think that would be like the most common difference between the way me and you have them ranked. I definitely agree with that, yeah. And, and I would say that if you, it's funny because the way we have them ranked and how most people do, it's also, um, you know, and I, I don't know how much this is. It's the reason why we haven't this rank, but Murray's the clear cut starter in Arizona. Right. I mean, he is going to have a long leash. He's going to be able to make a lot of mistakes, and he's going to be the guy. Mm-hmm. It's going to take him a long time to lose that job. Yeah. Haskins is the is the guy that really doesn't have anybody in front of him. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got Alex Smith. He's got Case Keenum. But I mean, are they really gonna go with yeah. with those guys unless they're winning games? And they've actually got a pretty underrated good team. Um, so maybe if Case Keenum starts winning games, maybe they'll have you know, maybe you'll have to wait a little bit for Haskins. Mm-hmm. And then Jones and Locke are both behind. You know, I would say Jones has a much better chance of starting than Locke. Whereas Jones got drafted six, he's behind Eli Manning, who they're just trying to run yeah. him out of town at see, this I, point, see, I actually, which they should. I actually think Drew Locke could end up starting before Daniel Jones does. Um, okay, just because, I, I I see that differently, but I I, I can I, I understand what you're saying. I mean, I'm not a Flacco fan by any yeah. means. Yeah, sure. No, I mean, and there's there's any number of situations that could play out with this because a lot of times, you know, it comes down to injury, it comes down to like. If a team is in contention, yep, you know how they how they look those first four games. Right, you know determines a lot. So, uh, I just I'm just not, and I know you're not either. But I'm just I'm just such like a Flacco doubter that I just yeah. think I think he's just kind of, you know, he's he's not a good quarterback in the NFL anymore. The I, the difference the difference to me is that they they went after. Flacco mm. in free agency. John Elway brought Flacco in and said, "You're the guy." 
Whereas in New York, they drafted a guy with a sixth overall pick. That's very true. And they said, this is going to be the guy. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I definitely feel like, and I get it. I get it talent-wise and in the way you're looking at the team. I mean, I actually, to be honest with you, I actually think that the Broncos have a better shot of of coming out of the gates looking better than the Giants. The Giants, I feel like, and, and maybe I'm wrong, but the Giants kind of seem like a little bit of chaos. Yeah. In my opinion. I could see that really falling off the rails pretty quickly. Well, how do you think that affects Jones' long-term value? I think that's the fear with a lot of people, too. Yeah. Is because it does seem like the New York Giants have been in such disarray. Yeah. And and if he's not the if he's not the real deal, right? And and they're not a good team. He's then not, that could be a yeah. He you know he he's not going to last very long. I mean he could yeah, he could end yeah. up he could. I think the fear with Jones is as with a lot of people that a lot of people have rather is that he's like an EJ Manuel where it's just like you know they yep. just reach for him, you know and and because they reach for him, it makes us in dynasty drafts want to you know get him pretty early hmm. then more earlier than he would go if he was a second round pick that's for sure yeah <laughs> like a couple rounds but him being a top 10 pick in the nfl draft meaning if anything he's going to get opportunity you know that's that's a reason to for him to be you know drafted Absolutely. in our league so so talk to me a little bit about um let's just go through each one of these these top four guys, just because I think it is such a clear cut top four. Um, mm-hmm. And then we'll kind of get into the rest of these guys. Um, so what do you, who do you think has, you know, the, the best, I think obviously Kyler Murray has the best situation. Do you, do you see him producing year one um, and just being like, you know, uh, offensive rookie of the year potential, you know, just balls out with the weapons he has there? Like, uh, um, who, how do you, how I, do you think it affects other guys in that offense? Well, let's put it this yeah. way. I, I would, I would make him, I, I have Kyler Murray in my top 10 hmm. overall rankings for quarterbacks, for quarter, for dynasty yeah. quarterbacks. And, you know, I do, I will say that I do overrate rookies a little bit more, hmm. you know, be, be, while they're rookies. Hmm. Or even before they've even played, I'm I'm it's, very. It's almost that like that like uh, that old saying with with like a car. Like as soon as you drive it off the lot, it loses a little bit of value. Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of how that's how a lot of these rookies are, you know. Um, well, it's also the excitement of like opening up like a pack of basketball cards yeah. and like trying to get something something cool in there. Absolutely, you know, it's kind of like you've got this rookie that's never played. Yeah, and it's just like I got the number you know? one overall pick. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So. I mean, maybe he's just like, he comes out and he's just like a superstar, you know, and if that's the case, you know, you, you want a guy on your team like that. Like, and, and I like to have guys on my team that are exciting to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, it's something about it, like something about, you know, having that, that guy that kind of brings excitement and he's got to, you know, you want him to be like a good guy too. You don't want him to be like, I mean, some people don't care but I, I like i personally like to have like the the characters that are mm. you know and he's one of those guys where just with his gameplay you know just the way he 
like a Baker Mayfield is, yeah. is really my comparison is like a Baker Mayfield, who I also have in the top 10 yeah. of my quarterback rankings. So that, I mean, for a rookie quarterback to be in my top 10 is saying a lot because Baker Mayfield was not in my top 10 going into last year's draft. You know, he, he probably was between 15 and 20 or something, or maybe even lower. Yeah. Even Even though the quarterback class was a lot better. So I have to say... A lot of it maybe because of Baker Mayfield's success last year. It kind of opened, you know, my my thinking about it. I have Kyler Murray really high, yeah. you know, way above everybody else in this class. And I, I think for me, for me personally, um, I think it has a lot to do with just the players he has there. You know, like he has David Johnson. Yeah. He has Fitzgerald for at least another year. Yeah. Uh, I'm still a big Christian Kirk believer. Um yeah, if he was going to the Broncos or the Redskins, yeah, there'd be a, or even the even the Giants, even though they have Barkley, mm. it would be different. Yeah, having all those, having a having a running back that can just you know come close to two thousand yards running and catching the ball, and having all those new receivers along with Larry Fitzgerald to kind of guide the way for Absolutely. it. Absolutely, new coach. You know, it's there's there's a lot to be excited about. Um, for Arizona fans, yeah, in my opinion, I agree. Um, I think I've talked about it before. I almost, I almost look at Arizona a little bit as um, almost like the the Cleveland Junior of the NFL right now, yeah. like, just in terms of like excitement of the fan base. Um, yeah, it's sort of like they have that you know that new new regime there that's kind of you know looks like a, they're almost like the younger Cleveland because Cleveland's guys that they have now are a little older, mm-hmm. you know, not so much May- Mayfield, but now bringing in Odell and having Landry and having Kareem Hunt. It's, it's actually pretty crazy. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so it makes football so great. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so Haskins, uh, what do you, what do you make of just the overall situation in Washington? Hmm. Uh, they got, like I said before, <laughs> I think that Washington is a little bit of an underrated yeah. team. Um, I I think they've got a pretty good coaching staff there. <laughs> yeah, I agree. That's just that's that's had some kind of like just some rough things kind of go their way. And they've just they've had um, they've I don't think it's the um, the best front office um, and or just yeah maybe not, I won't say the front office but the ownership um, and just not the, mm-hmm. the not the the steadiest hand in terms of uh, franchise ownership in Washington. Uh, which I think is, yeah, like, I mean, the track record shows that. For yeah. Sure. Uh, Dan Snyder, like, I don't think has the greatest track record there. Um, yeah. And then, you know, I think, I think they drafted um, some good receivers this year that I like a lot. They drafted McLaren. They drafted Kelvin Harmon, who we, we talked about uh, in more depth on the wide receiver episode. And McLaren played with Haskins. Exactly. At Ohio state. So, and I mean, I think, and they, they took McLaren and I believe it was the third round of the NFL draft. So, I mean, it's not like, it's not yep. like a guy that they, you know, I think that was, that was a calculated move on their part. Um, and, and, yep. and I, and I think it shows too, that McLaren can really play. I don't think, cause it's rare. It's really rare that you see that. Uh, like the only high profile sort of was like Andrew Luck and, um, uh, what's that guy's name? Uh, Kobe Fleener, when they both came out, and I think 
Oh yeah, when they yeah. came out from the same yeah, team. Yeah, and Luck won all one overall, obviously, and I think Fleener went, went in the second round. But that's like the only real, you know, somewhat high profile like QB receiver of any kind connection. Uh, you know, I think Darnold has Deontay Burnett right now, and for the Jets, but like he was an undraft. Deontay Burnett was an undrafted back. So anyway, um, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, in Washington, it's like they got Adrian Peterson, who's obviously an older player. They got Darius Geis there, who I think still has a lot of potential. <clears throat> uh, I, I think Josh Doxson is out of there after this year. They didn't pick up his fifth-year option. So I think I think Washington is looking to really like rebuild that offense, um, especially the receiver yeah. room. Um, I think they need you know I think they need to upgrade their tight ends at some point. You know they got Vernon Davis, uh, who's obviously an older player, but has shown he can still play. And Jordan Reed who just hasn't really been able to stay healthy. So it's like, I agree that when you say Washington, it's like they're definitely a more underrated offense. Um, Chris Thompson is another guy that's worth mentioning. Um, yep. not a big, I'm not a big Paul Richardson guy, personally. Well, they also drafted Bryce Love. Bryce Love uh, is another guy who's going to be coming back. He probably won't play this year. Um, Adrian Peterson. Yeah, yep, absolutely. Um, they got a lot going on yeah. there. And I think um, I I think he will start day one. To me, like I I think I don't I just don't really see a scenario where like why start Case Keenum over Dwayne Haskins at this point, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. And I don't think Alex Smith is going to be. But you never know. You never ha- know how these coaches yeah. go. You know, it's like depending on seniority and leadership or if they're trying to send a message i mean there's so many different ways it can go i I do think i do think haskins though has an easier a much easier you know to win that starting week one job i think he has the best chance of of beat over jones and Locke. absolutely Absolutely. Uh, but jones and Locke could definitely either one of them could eventually take over that job i think jones and Locke um for sure in my opinion open the season on the bench like i don't think either of those guys are starting week yeah. one. like any yeah. no matter how good daniel jones looks in the preseason he's not going to start week one yeah. um mm-hmm. and personally unless eli manning gets hurt i think i think he's just going to take a red shirt year because uh eli yeah. manning he has he's only under contract with the giants for one more year but like you were saying before like you were saying before yeah. though i mean you go zero and four one and five. Yeah. I mean, th- that can change real fast. Yeah, I mean, I I, I just want to. I just feel like the Giants want to like want to do right by. I mean, they benched him last year, um, but I mean, the, the coach I'm gonna. Up I'm, gonna so, I'm gonna disagree yeah. with you. I'm gonna say, and I don't know. We've we've already gone over mm-hmm. this, but it, but I'm gonna say that that Jones has the easier path has the quicker path over over drew lock okay fair enough um just because i think that they brought flacco in and told me of the job yeah for at least a year and yeah. yeah and i think with manning i just feel like you know they got the guy with the sixth pick the you know even if they don't cave to the to the pressure of the mm. fans, it's still 
I mean, the writing's on the wall for Eli Manning. If if he doesn't produce, yeah. they're not going to keep him out there. I mean, if he's throwing, you know, these just these ducks to the other team, yeah. they're going to have a quick leash with him. So, yeah. I mean, and that's just my opinion. I mean, I agree. Like, you know, he won two mm. Super Bowls. He's been the face of the franchise. He's been an. Yeah. I, I mean, he's a great yeah. guy. You know, I, you, from from what I, I see. I, you know, I guess you know maybe it's just part of me, and I've never I've never been an Eli Manning fan. Like uh, we're both Patriots fans. It's like you know that that 2007 yeah. Super Bowl still breaks my heart. Um, it's like, but Eli's got a way about him where it's like you're not even. Yeah, mad at I him. mean, uh, you almost feel sorry yeah, for I him. Mean, like I'm sorry that you won those two <laughs> Super Bowls that you know, no one gives you credit yeah, for. Yeah, he's just a he's just a goofy guy, you know. <laughs> um but no i mean i just i don't know part of me just wants to believe that i do think he you know he like you said he's a guy that has a lot of class i would just like to see him end his career with a little bit of dignity um and go out as their starter um you know i just think i just think he he... well as a patriots fan chris i gotta tell you i'm taking i'm taking the higher road i'm taking the higher road yeah I wouldn't have said that. I wouldn't have said that um, back in 2007. Yeah. <laughs> 2008. 2008. I certainly wouldn't have said that then, um, or or after yeah. the second loss. But um, I feel like I feel right. like now yeah, three three Super Bowls yeah, three later. Three Super Bowls later, I'm I'm okay with Eli Manning going out on you know with, with a little bit of dignity. Um, so. Hall of Famer? I don't think he's a Hall of Famer personally. Uh, I think Tom Coughlin is a Hall of Fame coach. I don't think Eli Manning is a Hall of Fame quarterback. Um, I think he's yeah he's obviously going to be in the Ring of Honor there uh, or whatever it's called in New York, but I don't I personally don't think he's a Hall of Famer. Uh, yeah, but you never know. Um, so anyway, so moving on, uh, you want to move on to our our tier, our next tier, guys? Absolutely, we've 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 really. Uh... We really spent some time on those top four, and and the reason being is because after that it gets really, uh, you know, whether it's a position of need or if you've got time to wait on some guys, or if you you know see a little upside somewhere, you know, a- after that top four, it's really, you know, and I think that's how quarterbacks, rookie quarterbacks, you know, every mm-hmm. year, you know, you've got your top guys, and then you know, maybe a Dak Prescott. You know, maybe a guy's in there, you know, that that kind of does it. And these are the guys, you know, that we'll, we'll go over next. Absolutely. So who do you who do you have as? Why don't you start this round? Because I started okay, the first sure. one. Uh, so I have, um, I think we have our <laughs> tier break is a little bit different. Um, so my tier three is Ryan Finley at five and then Jared Stidham at six. That's, it, that's it for that tier, yep. So I have a four four quarterback tier, um, and Locks in there, but we already mm-hmm. talked about that, so I will. So we'll mm-hmm. skip him. But I have I have Stidham and Finley flip flopped okay. with you. I have Stidham ahead of Finley, and then I have Greer to round out okay. mine. Um, so I'll say the main reason that I have Stidham ahead of Finley. Um, so Jared Stidham was drafted mm-hmm. by the Patriots. Finley by yep. the Bengals. Jared Stidham out of Auburn. Um, uh, yep. Uh, fourth round pick. Both of them fourth round picks. Finley went 
uh, with the second pick in the fourth round and Stidham with the 31st mm-hmm. pick. So at the end of the mm-hmm. fourth round by the Patriots. Um, I like both of these guys next. They're definitely stash guys. So, you know, I guess Finley obviously has the easier path because I don't really see Andy Dalton as being, uh, you know, someone that's going to be long for the league. Yeah. They've got a new coaching staff, so maybe they get a little bit more out of him. And with his experience, I mean, maybe he hangs around for a little while. But I think Finley has a little bit of upside where uh, he could, if if he you know shows it in practice that he's a better quarterback, he's eventually could get an opportunity and, to start. Over and Dalton. I think I personally think Finley is going to run away with that number two job. Like I don't, I don't really yes. see any yep. competition. Um, which is worth mm-hmm. talking about for um, a fourth round quarterback, you know, because like after those, I feel like after those first two rounds, three rounds, you know, you're really getting into guys that like, you know, they might not even be the backup. Um, so, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's also a new staff coming yeah. in. So when a new staff comes in and they draft a quarterback, they're not just going to release this quarterback unless he's really yeah. bad. Um who is the guy that Nathan Peterman, you know, unless he's like Nathan Peterman. <laughs> and he, I mean, they, they gave that guy and the even Nathan Peterman. of any quarterback in NFL exactly. history, man. Like the oh. guy, oh man, Nathan Peterman. I mean, I think he's still, I think he's still on a I team I think he's somewhere. in Oakland. Uh, yeah. So, um, so I have Stidham, Jared Stidham ahead mm. of Finley. And the reason I have him ahead of Finley is, um, I, I like Stidham. I, I actually had them pretty equal. And it seems like the landing spot for Stidham would be worse. But I actually like it better. Mm. Um, I like the fact that I think it's a big timing for me. Now, if this was, you know, Etling, who they drafted last year in the seventh round from LSU, yeah. the Patriots, you know, that was just a, a guy, a practice squad right. guy. But I think this guy is a legitimate where they didn't want to get a guy too early. Because Brady's still, you know, balling out, and you know they liked this guy. He probably, at that point, in the fourth round, at the end of the fourth round, they probably saw him available and said, "Hey, let's let's get him." Kind of like they what they did with Brady. And you know, Josh McDaniel, I feel like is going to be eventually taken over this team. They've been running this offense for a long time. You know, making adjustments to it. You know, building and building and building there. And you pluck him in. Now, I know Brady's not going to help him learn the system because yeah. that's just how Tom mm. Brady is. I mean, he's he's he probably hates Stidham. <laughs> but, yeah. But still, Stidham's going to come in here. He's going to be in that quarter in, – in, I'm sorry, into yeah. the Patriots quarterback room. And, you know, he's going to be able if, – if he's, you know, if he's the real deal – He's going to be taking in a lot of information. He's going to be learn. I mean, you're talking about not even Belichick. You're talking about whether you're listening to Brady and you're listening to Josh McDaniel exactly. and all the other coaches that just, they have in there. Just all the being, just, just almost being a fly on the wall. I mean, I feel like yeah. you, as a football player, you could just soak up so much knowledge. Um, I mean, I see him being the number three guy be, be behind Hoyer, Brian Hoyer, veteran. And I see him, you know, I see him as a possible guy that could eventually take over for Tom Brady. And then and in a situation where you've got a receiver, a 
a, a first round receiver they just drafted this year, a first round running back they just drafted the year before, um, a a new coach with running a system that's been in place for years. I mean, with McDaniel. So, I mean, I see a pathway for Stidham that could be really, really beneficial for him. He could be, you see almost see him as like, I I mean, I could almost see him as being that next, you know, sort of Aaron Rodgers. Um, I know Rodgers didn't quite slip that far in the draft, but. Um, yeah, I could, I, mean, I could see, I could see Stidham being that. I mean, I could see him being that guy. I mean, I don't, you know, I don't think he's going to be. It's going to take a few years. It's not that I would. It's not that I think that he would be Aaron Rodgers. It's more that I think he would be. I, I understand. Yeah, I mean, what you're I'm, saying. I'm not. Like I'm not he, saying that good. You know, I'm not saying. But right, you're not saying. Way, he's not saying that he's the Aaron way Rogers, Aaron Rodgers but, sat and but, learned behind Favre, and then eventually was given yes. the opportunity to take the reins and was successful. He doesn't look this way. He doesn't have the talent of Aaron Rodgers, but he might be in a better situation than Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. was in. Whereas it's a young, like they're building yeah. in New England for after Tom and they're putting weapons there. Mm-hmm. And what's great about it is, and they're putting young weapons yeah. there. So you've got a guy like, like you've got Nikhil Harry there. You've got Sony Michelle. You've got Damian Harris. You know, it's like they're they've got these pieces in place where if a quarterback comes in and learns the system for a yeah. year or two, and then gets handed the keys to that, I mean, it's the it's and then a young McDaniel takes over the team. I mean, you're talking about a great timing, great situation for Stidham. Now that's if he's a guy that can produce. You know, maybe it's another quarterback that ends up, or maybe they just you know. Maybe they just, they're not the Patriots anymore. Maybe they just turn into the Jets or something, (laughs) but Uh, (laughs) who knows? But I'm just saying like, but for Stidham, I mean, he's, he's, he's definitely in a position right now. And and I like him. And I think he's, he's from what I've, you know, read about him um, and, and, and and watched, you know, through the highlight reels. I've read, I've read uh, a report um, from a couple different scouts, reports from a couple different scouts that have seen him thrown. And I've heard they've all said he's he throws one of the cleanest balls in the entire draft, like just like a perfect spiral, like right on the money every time. Um, and that's some of the stuff I heard about him before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, like, so when I heard they picked him, I was happy. About exactly, that, right? and and I mean he yeah. he beat you know his that Auburn team they beat Alabama in the Iron Bowl a couple of years ago. So I mean definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely a guy to stash. Um, especially, I just drafted Stidham. It's interesting. I just drafted Stidham in a super flex over, over Finley. Finley. Even though in my rankings, I you know, and and this isn't we're you know we're talking more standard dynasty in this. We're not talking so much super flex. Um, I guess it doesn't. I guess if we're strictly talking quarterbacks, it doesn't really make that much difference. But I guess I have Tom Brady in that league, so I just ended up going with Stidham over Finley. But it's it's that's how close these two guys are to me, um, and I agree with everything you're saying about the landing spot with Stidham. I think, obviously, I think the Patriots um, are a much better franchise to land with than Cincinnati is, um, just in the grand scheme of things. And I think, you know, Stidham is going to sit for a few years though, whereas I think Finley is you know could play as soon as this year. Um, you know, especially if, if Andy Dalton gets hurt, 
maybe, you know, his, his play just really tanks and that new coaching staff is just like, you know what, like, let's, let's see what we have in Ryan Finley and, you know, see if we can roll with this guy or if we need to draft a quarterback next year um, and kind of see what, see where yeah. they're at. Uh, you know, Finley's a guy that like 10 games into the season, I could absolutely see like taking over for Dalton if that team's not doing well. Um, like, He's also a guy that if Dalton goes down, he could take that right. job over and Dalton might not exactly. get back. Exactly. And they've, they've got some serious weapons in Cincinnati. I mean, they have Joe Mixon there. They, have, they still got Giovanni Bernard. Um, I actually really like the rookie Travion Williams um, and Rodney Anderson as well. And uh, as far as the running backs, they have, they still got AJ green there who, you know, is a little older now, but he's still a beast. They got Tyler Boyd who really showed he can play last year. John Ross still has a lot to prove in Cincinnati. So, I mean, like Cincinnati's loaded with weapons, um, you know, so there's, there's definitely a lot to like. And I just, I have Finley slightly ahead of him um, just because, just because of, of that, because I think he he's might have the more immediate opportunity, um, you know, yeah. whereas Stidham I think is going to have to sit for a couple of years. And like, like, uh, you know, I think you were saying, uh, so if you have the luxury of stashing a guy, you would right. so Stidham exactly. might be that guy. But if you're looking for a guy that, you know, you need a quarterback and you know, this guy's got an opportunity to t- take over that job mm-hmm. this year, he can make some strides probably in the preseason if he plays well and in practice mm-hmm. in the off season. And then um and then getting into the regular season if Dalton, you know, if he he starts to fall apart or if he gets injured again this guy could you know potentially this year finley Mm. it could be his job whereas stidham he's it's not gonna be i mean barring an injury to tom brady stidham is not and then and then something happening with hoyer stidham is probably not going to see the field so if you have if you have a good quarterback situation and you've got and you want to stash somebody Stidham might have especially the better upside. Especially if you have Tom Brady on your roster. Especially uh, if you have yeah. Tom Brady. Yeah, that's... And if, if if you're looking to get the next quarterback that you think could start, you know, behind that top four, behind Murray, Haskins, Jones, and Locke, if you're looking for a guy that, like, might get the next opportunity, then Finley might have, be your guy. Yeah. You know, if, if you need somebody that... If you feel like, hey, I can get this guy and he could play sooner rather than mm-hmm. later, then that that would be the Absolutely. guy. And I think, but I think it is important to note, talent wise, they're they're neck and neck. I think um, I would give Stidham yep. honestly the slight edge in, in terms of slight edge in terms of just raw talent. Um, but like you know, like we just like we just said, um, but he might sit on your yeah. bench and just not and just take up exactly. a spot for a long time. Um, <laughs> so, uh, all right. Um, so who do you have? Um, so up to 12, it looks like up to 12, we're, we're the same. Top 12. Top 12. Okay. Um, same guys, just did him instantly. And then I have Greer. Well, no, no, no. I don't mean same exact. I'm saying oh, same oh. guys. Like we have okay. the same. So like at 13, I have Greer. And I think that's where we might start to differ. Okay. At, you're saying like our, seven. Though, oh, right? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm 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 looking at the wrong number. Our yeah. top six. You're right. It's our top six. 
I was looking at a different number. So yeah, so it's seven. Okay, I have, I have Gardner Minshew at seven. Okay, and I have him at eight. So okay, so yeah, so we both we both have both have those guys uh, flipped. So Minshew. Okay, so you have you have Greer at, Greer Greer at eight. eight. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we both have okay. Finley and Stidham flipped, and we both have Minshew and Greer flipped. Um, so I have. Okay. So I'll just give you my next my next few guys. Um, I got. Uh, Gardner Minshew at seven. I have Will Greer at eight, and then I have Easton Stick at nine, and that that's my entire fourth tier. Is, is those three guys? Okay. Um, I'll just I'll just talk about these guys a little bit, and then and then you can um, you can give me your next few rankings. Uh, so Gardner Minshew out of Washington State, um, Will Greer out of West Virginia, and Easton Stick, an FCS guy out of North Dakota State. Minshew went to the to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Greer went to the Carolina Panthers, and Easton Stick went to the Chargers. Um, so, give me your next your next tier guys here after Stidham and Finley. Okay, so I have Greer after Finley to round up my mm-hmm. my tier three, and so Greer, Carolina mm-hmm. Panthers. He was a pretty high recruit. Third round pick, and uh, end of the third round. Uh, I'm not huge on Greer. He kind of reminds me. I think we yeah. talked about this before. The guy uh, Ryan Mallett. <laughs> he kind of yeah. reminds me of like the guy that had all the tools. Um, and wh- where where did West Greer Virginia. play again? Uh, yeah, like West Virginia. That's it. That's what I thought. West Virginia. You know, and he he and so he he played for West Virginia. He got drafted by Carolina. Um, he'd be my next guy just because I feel like he's mm-hmm. got the pedigree. You know, he's – and it's it's a tough yeah. landing spot. I feel like um, Cam Newton is like the – you know, he's he's he is that team. He's the face of that yeah. franchise. Um, and it's just kind of a drop-off at quarterbacks for me, whereas, like, I, you know, I, I have him in there for the fact that Cam Newton has had a hard time staying healthy. You know, this guy's kind of highly recruited on all levels. He's, you know, he seems like a mm-hmm. pro quarterback. It's just a tough landing spot. I So yeah. I have him at seven. And then I have Minshew after that. And we I guess we have those guys flip-flopped. Yeah. Flip-flop. So Gardner, Minshew, um, Jacksonville. I think that, you know, and you, you've done more research on the yeah. quarterbacks than I have. Um, I think the landing spot is great. He was a fifth-round pick, uh, mm-hmm. early fifth-round pick. And it looks like and, he's going he's to back you know, up he's, Foles. I, think it's, I don't think there's any doubt that he's going to back up Foles. Okay. Um, and so he's backing up Foles. He's young. I'm not a big Foles guy. I mean, I, I, know he, I know he won a Super Bowl and – he, he just seems like a system guy to me. He seems like a guy that he's not going to win you games. You know, you, you've got to put him mm-hmm. in the position to win. So I, I, you know, he's the type of guy that, you know, almost like a Fitzpatrick, you know, like he's a type of guy to me and, and he's better than yeah. Fitzpatrick, but just a guy that like can really show something for a little while, but then can just right. all of a sudden turn it around completely. Yeah, I, and think, be horrible. I think that's the fear with Foles is just, <clears throat> Just he's yeah. been so inconsistent throughout his career. I mean, you know, he 
he played really well, you know, his first round in Philadelphia and then went to, I think, Arizona after that and kind of bounced around a couple teams and like really played horribly. And then I think almost retired from football and Philadelphia brought him back and he ended up being the, you know, getting the backup job to Carson Wentz. And then obviously he ends up winning a Super Bowl. So it's just like, you know, I just don't see Foles as a long-term NFL quarterback, you know. Uh, It's a a wild career for him. It really has been. (laughs) Great story for him, but I mean, like, I just... Didn't he have, like... When did he have, like, two interceptions? Was that in in his first stint at Philadelphia or or the Super Bowl? That he had... I I think he had, like, there was one year... I think when he was on Philadelphia with Andy Reid. Oh, the, the zero interception year. And he, or he had like two or interceptions. Like or he had, he he set the he yeah set, yeah he set uh he set some crazy record where he had like the the um the best touchdown to interception ratio in NFL history. I want to say was what it was. Yeah, I remember that. And it was kind of like it was all about Nick Foles yeah. for a little while, and then it just didn't and. Did he? Did he said he went to Arizona? I don't I think even remember. I was, he. I thought he. I thought he fell off the earth. Yeah, I completely. think he went to Arizona for a little while, <laughs> and um, or it might have been. Uh, I think he. I think he played in Kansas City for a little bit. Obviously, you know, reunited with Reed. Yeah. Um, I almost want to say his first stint in Philadelphia was was when Vic was still there, and like he was like the backup to Vic. And Vic got hurt. Oh yeah, that's and that right. Kinda, which right. I mean, like you said, like just wild career. I mean, like the guy. Yeah. He's he's definitely like a little bit of an, an enigma, as far as an NFL quarterback yeah. goes. But. Well, he reminds me of Fitzpatrick in a way, where like Fitzpatrick would string along like, you know, a bunch of games, and of great like just un- amazing yeah. numbers. And then you know he'd sign. A huge contract yeah. <laughs> yeah. it would be horrible yeah, right <laughs> and then they would get rid of him and then he yeah. would like look great <laughs> and they'd yeah. sign him to a contract and he'd be yeah. horrible i mean you gotta love you gotta love fist magic as well um <laughs> anyway uh yeah. so i mean so full i mean that's yeah. falls you know it's like wh- yeah. who is falls yeah. is I, the question and i think i honestly think jacksonville was like just looking for a little stability at the quarterback position after. Yeah. yeah. Well, cause they built so much stability around exactly. the quarterback. And position. they're thinking, they're thinking maybe that's, that's just what they need as a Nick Foles to, you know, we just need a guy that we can put in a position to win games, you know, um, yep. like he did with Philadelphia. So, I mean, yeah, Which Nick exactly. Foles is um, right. So we'll see. Uh, time will tell. Uh, I do. I do like Gardner Minshew. He's an older player. Uh, like I said, would you say Kirk Cousins? Would you say Kirk Cousins is a guy? I've heard, I've heard, I've heard a lot of people can... refer to Gardner Minshew as um, Baker Mayfield light. Um, and he, you know, they, okay. they kind of he's he's a little bigger than Baker. He's six one two twenty five. Um, I don't think he's quite as athletic as Baker. Obviously, uh, you know, uh, obviously that's why he's, he, he's still like a similar, similar style, style of play and sort of personality wise too. You know, he's. I've read reports that he's a real fiery guy. He's a real competitor. And he's a guy that actually has a pretty interesting story too. So he, he played, um, I can't remember the college team that first recruited him, but he, um, 
you know, his. Hold on. Yeah, Can I just ahead. say something real quick? You're only going to get this in-depth information on masterdrafter.com. Masterdrafterfootball.com. Masterdrafterfootball.com podcast. That's right. Sorry, go ahead. I was just listening to your to you talk about Gardner Minshew, and I'm actually captivated by it. <laughs> yeah. I've learned more about Gardner Minshew in the last like five minutes than <laughs> than I have in my research. So, so Gardner Minshew, um, he he uh, he played ended up playing his last year in college at Washington State. Um, prior to that, I can't remember the team that recruited him, but he uh, he was actually going to go be go transfer to Alabama um, just to be a backup and sort of transition into a coaching career and sort of be able to learn from Nick Saban there. And I believe as the story goes, the head coach of Washington state said, Hey, like you want to, you want to come here and lead the nation in passing yards instead. And that's exactly what he did. He went there and he led the nation in passing yards in in 2018 um, in FBS football. So like he's, you know, the guy is definitely awesome. has shown he can play and can compete. Um, and I, th- I think there's opportunity for that land, that landing spot in Jacksonville. So he's, he's really my clear cut seven. Um, I like Greer. Greer certainly has the, the better pedigree, but I just, that landing spot in Carolina, I'm also not completely sold on Will Greer. Um, you know, so uh, it is worth noting Will Greer. He there was like some first round hype around him, um, you know, pre draft. There was there was like some rumblings that he could yeah. he could end up going towards the back of the first round. Like a lot of people really had it was you know him Jones and Locke were kind of all in a little bit of a jumble, um, and then obviously Murray and Haskins were the clear cut top two. But he he's a guy that slipped in the draft yeah. uh, more so than people thought he would. Um, so I just, yeah, and I feel like Carolina, you know, they might have seen him there, you know, deep yeah. in the third round. And just, yeah, say, I mean, hey, it, he's a guy, you know. if, especially if you own Cam Newton, um, kind of like I was saying about Stidham. It's like if you own Cam Newton, especially in a super flex, and you have a spot, uh, especially if, you, if you're in a league that has a taxi squad, and you can throw Will Greer on your taxi, and like, you know, like, why not? But, He's not a guy I'm reaching for by any by any stretch. And the other the other thing is too is that you know Cam Newton's mm. a lot younger than Tom Brady, but with the style of play with Cam Newton, um, he doesn't have he's not going to last. I don't, in my opinion, and great if he does, you know, I, I hope he does, but I don't think he's going to last the years that Tom Brady yeah. lasted. His by the way that right by the way that he plays. So I mean. If you if you look at Jared Stidham and you look at Will Greer, two guys that are going to be sitting behind you know quarterbacks that are not going to be benched right. you know for performance, for sure. But I would say they both have around the same amount of time that it's going to take them to you know potentially. Yeah. I mean, take I think over that I think spot. Newton will play longer than Brady, but I like I, I know what you're saying. I think Newton will play longer than Brady too. I'm just saying that he's 45, though. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, he's not going to play as long in his career as Brady, and 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 also, I mean, I potentially Brady could play. You know, he definitely could play two more years, and he might even try to play a third year. 
Whereas Cam Newton, in two years, I mean, who is Cam Newton going to be after two more seasons? I mean, he's had a yeah. lot of injury problems. He's he's not the most accurate quarterback. I mean, I just, I I feel like he's still going to be the quarterback there, but he's just, I just feel like he, you know, they might be looking to move on at some point and. So, I mean, as far as a stash guy goes, I would say Stidham and Greer yeah. are both stash mm-hmm. guys for sure. With Stidham, obviously, yeah. in our opinion, Absolutely. having the edge. It's like for me, for, for me. Min, and, and, Minshew, and, and Minshew and Finley are more of guys that could, you know, Absolutely. get in there quicker. You know, get that opportunity Absolutely. sooner. So. Um, so we both have we both have the same top eight, um, just in slightly slightly different order, obviously. Um, so who's your, who's your number nine guy? And do you still have him in your tier four? I have Easton so stick. you have stick. I have okay. Thorson. So Clayton, yeah. Clayton, Clayton Thorson, Thor- Thorson out of Northwestern. Went to Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. He was a fifth round pick. Um, at this point in the draft, it's really, you know, I've heard a couple good things about him. Um, it's kind of just, I'm not as big on stick as you are, and I don't like the landing spot. Um, Thorson, I just feel like there's really no backup to Carson Wentz. Um, so, you know, this regime in Philadelphia, they drafted Clayton Thorson. Um, you know, by all counts, he looks like a pretty decent quarterback. And if he's backing up Carson Wentz, that means... You know, he might get some opportunities to play this year. So that's why I put him next. Not so much because I have anything like to yeah. say about Clayton Thorson that it's I just, think is going to change yeah, anybody's mind. And I, I mean, just, especially at this point, you know, with quarterbacks yeah. more so than any other position, it's like you really are kind of looking at landing spot and just opportunity um, yeah. in any sort of. You know, you get past that that like third round with guys. It's like you're looking for just a guy that's going to have any sort of immediate opportunity because otherwise he's not – he's just not going to carry any – I mean, a lot of people at this point would say like, oh, what about Trace McSorley? But I, I just don't – for me, Trace McSorley, yeah. like I just don't see him as, as a guy that's going to make it in the NFL. So – I don't either. I don't either. Uh, I, if anything, I see McSorley – as like as a a gadgety guy that yeah. they're gonna they're you know, already put in they're there. already talking about him returning punts. Yeah, so there you go. So I mean, he might he might have some value in that regard, but I don't think Trace McSorley has value in terms of like being an NFL quarterback. You know. Um, yeah, I'm, I, but I he's he's honestly like for me McSorley like he I have him ranked at eleven, but he's not. I have him ranked at eleven too. Be, yeah, so so for me it's it's Easton Stick at nine, and then I have that's the end of my tier four, and then in my tier five I have Clayton Thorson, Trace McSorley, Nick Fitzgerald, and then Brett Ripien um, at thirteen. Okay, so it's like so I have and these are I'm sorry, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say like these are all guys um, that you're you know, you're really at this point kind of just scraping. These are these are kind of to me like the last guys that have like a little bit of upside. And then like after this, it's like, you're really just and I, like, and I am not a, like career guys, like career backups or guys that might not even make rosters. And, after, after and I am not a handcuff guy. 
But I will I will say one thing. If you're going to handcuff a position, it's quarterback. Yeah. You know, if you're going to get a backup, it's quarterback. You know, if you have Carson Wentz, then, you know, Gard- Gardner Minshew, you should probably take above Will Greer. You know, and right. if you have Tom Brady, then you should probably take Stidham over Finley. You know, Absolutely. unless unless you, you know, you've done your research and you really like Finley, you know, maybe. But, you know, handcuffs in, in the quarterback position is probably the... Especially in a super flex. Especially, especially in a super flex, flex yeah. Um, especially, you know, and even if you have an older quarterback yep. um, like Brady, like I said, uh, I, I drafted Stidham sort of over Finley just for that reason because, you know, it's... It's just, you know, I want that guy that I, I don't, I'm not worried about Brady getting hurt so much, but it's just like, I want that guy, the backup to a 45 year old yeah. quarterback more so than I want like, uh, Will Greer, yeah. you know, the backup to Cam Newton. So it's like, right. um, that's kind of just what it comes It's always to. a balance uh, too. It's like a lot of times you want, you know, a lot of times I like to take the player that I think I like to take player over opportunity. So, like, if I think a player is the real deal, then he's going to yeah. make his own opportunity. Mm. You know, like a Bishop Sankey. I remember Bishop Sankey went to Tennessee, and they really needed a running back. And he was yeah. a top, like, three pick in, in all the drafts. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. In all the dynasty drafts. And the guy was a total bust, you know. And it's like, you just, you can't, you can't just look at opportunity and say, okay, you know, I, I but in the quarterback position, it's a little bit different because some guys are going to sit and sit and sit, and some guys are going to actually get opportunity. You know, like a guy like Gardner Minshew, he's definitely got a chance to play over Foles. You know, um, mm. you know, or, or if Foles goes down, he's got a chance to win that job. Right. Uh, Thorson, he's a handcuff. I mean, he's not. You're not drafting Clayton Thorson because you think he's going to win the job over Carson Wentz. Mm. But if Carson Wentz goes down, like he has two years in a row, and this guy Thorson looks good, it's just going to be a valuable asset on your team. You know, instead of a guy like Stidham, who's just going to sit there and collect dust. So you've got to, you know, if if you have, let's say you have Tom Brady, Stidham's a great pick for you to get late. But let's say you have Carson Wentz. It's like, now Thorson's not Stidham. I like Stidham a lot better. But it's like eventually you might take a guy like Thorson over a guy like Will Greer. Yeah. You know, and, and somebody's going to take Will Greer, and then you're going to get Thorson much later, and he's going to be way more valuable to your team if you have Carson Wentz. So in the yeah, quarter. I, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, I 100% agree. I will, I will say, though, with Greer and Thorson, I do think there is like a significant there is. drop. Off. There is. Um, so you wouldn't take, really you wouldn't, you wouldn't take yeah. Thorson where you would take Greer. Yeah. You know, you would take, right. You know, Greer would go off the board. Like you might sit there and say, oh, look, Will Greer's available. Maybe to a spot right. that he shouldn't be at. Well, you can pass on Will, Will Greer. Take somebody else, and then later and on, wait, a couple rounds later, yeah, get your handcuff at your quarterback position. Absolutely, absolutely. And um, that's different. You know, we're not huge on Will Greer, so I mean, yeah. it's like that's not like talking about Haskins and Jones, you know, or even yeah. Locke. No. You know, those are yeah. So, 
Yeah, or even even really Finley and Stidham to me. I mean, yeah. Uh, like I kind of, I kind of have those guys a little bit, you know, ahead of. I, I mean, I have I have Finley. I know you your rankings are a little different. Um, I have Finley and Stidham just in a tier of their own, like in that yeah. third tier. I have them in the third tier too, but I actually but have Drew Lock in there. <laughs> Drew Lock and oh right right yeah um, and Greer and then you have Greer at the bottom yeah, yeah. okay I got gotcha. you. So my next uh, tier, my fourth tier. Is Gardner Minshew, Jacksonville, Clayton Thorson, um, Philadelphia, Nick Fitzgerald, Tampa Bay, and then Trace McSorley at eleven. Okay, that's my fourth tier. Okay, keep going. Uh, that's your fourth tier. Yep. So, keep going. Keep going after that. Well, let me just here. let me just say though, like the one guy you know, and I and Stick is a guy that I don't have in there yet. He'll yeah, and also Rippin, but um, right, Rippin, yeah, but I. But let's go over Fitzgerald because he's a guy we both have okay. in that same spot. So Nick Fitzgerald uh, went to Mississippi State, uh, 6'5", 226 pounds. Uh, went to Tampa Bay, like not a horrible landing spot. Again, like opportunity, like I think not really sold on Jameis Winston there. I love, I love the spot. Yeah. Absolutely. And I mean, Bruce Arians, like he's shown he can, he can coach up quarterbacks for yeah. sure. So. And he brought him in. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think, I think, you know, and again, he's not a guy that is going to start week one over James Winston, but if Winston goes down and Fitzgerald earns that number two job, like who's to say, like he, he gets a little bit of opportunity. Um, We're also at the spot too, where these quarterbacks, not only might they, might they not start, but they might not ever start <laughs> exactly. or ever play. And that's, that's the thing. That's the thing with, with this. Yeah, keep this in mind when you're, when you've yeah. got safeties available. And I honestly, I feel like for me, even, even in a really, really deep league, um, after, after like, will after Easton stick, I'll say, um, it's like all these guys, I'm not even really looking to draft. They're more like, these are more like watch list guys yep. to me. Like this is like we're into like watch list territory. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, just just to kind of, you know, just to go over a couple names to look out for if they show out in the preseason. You know, maybe you're looking win the number two job again. Maybe you're looking for a handcuff in a super flex league. Maybe like, you're late. Maybe you're uh, late in your draft right now, and yeah, you know, you you're you're getting a little. You want to add a quarterback, and you're between like five or six guys. This is our opinion. Mm, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think I think this Fitzgerald could have a decent opportunity there, but I have um, him at ten. Than, I have him at ten. What do you? I have, have him at twelve. Okay. I have him at twelve. So we both have McSorley um, at eleven. Mm-hmm. And so out of our top twelve, I'm missing Easton Stick. Mm-hmm. So you, I have Easton Stick at thirteen, but I could okay. definitely put him at twelve. Yeah. Um, and you have him at nine. I have him at nine. Yeah, he uh, he's a guy that I I liked um, coming out of college a little bit. Um, you know, I think they won the F- FCS championship. What, which college? North Dakota State. Okay. So they won they won the FCS uh, championship. Um, in you know there in North Dakota State. So I mean, I think he's a guy that obviously played at a lower level in college. You know, wasn't a big school guy. Wasn't even in the FBS. 
goes to back up Philip Rivers, maybe. Um, you know, I, I, I am confident that he'll earn the number two job uh, for the Chargers, but, you know, he's, again, he's just like, he's a guy to me that has a little bit of upside, and it's like, a lot of, a lot of these quarterbacks, too, um, when you get this late, like, I'm looking at guys that have, like, shown a proven track record of winning, not just stats, because um, especially coming out of college, so many of these guys are just like in these air raid offenses, um, just throwing the ball all around. But it's like, you know, yeah, it can be very misleading. Have, yeah, you know, and you know, what I mean, and and not to say that that Easton Stick stats might even be a little inflated playing in the FCS, but it's like I look for a guy that like has shown he can win, like Jared Stidham beating Alabama in the Iron Bowl a couple years ago. Like those are little notes that I I put next to these guys down, put next. Uh, <laughs> little notes that I put down next to these guys, um, you know, as I'm sort of like going through the process and it's like, I mean, Tom Brady was that guy. Tom Brady. Yeah. Absolutely. And obviously a much bigger school, mm-hmm. but he was a guy that didn't have, you know, what everybody thought a quarterback should have. And he just won games. And when he yeah. was down, he was making big comebacks for Michigan. He played for Michigan. So it was like a yeah. big school playing against big, yeah. Drew, big, Drew, like, Who's the guy who started ahead of him? Drew Henson. Drew Henson, yeah. Drew Henson. <laughs> one of one of the guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, so where do you have? I'll just ask you. Where do you have Ripian? I have him at fifteen. Fifteen. Okay. So Ripian, like Ripian to Denver, it's like you know, second they took they already took Drew Locke, but it's just like you know, if you I don't know. You know, Ripian, why not take a shot at? Keep keep on your watch list. So Ripian was undrafted. He was. And I believe he's related to Mark Ripian. Mark Ripon. Maybe not. Uh, <laughs> not sure about it. I cannot deny or confirm. I that. thought that I heard that. Mm. But I have him at 15, um, undrafted, probably a guy that Elway had his eye on. Um, and then he didn't get drafted. They brought him in. Um, I am a little lower. I just think that he, I just don't see him as somebody who, I don't know. I don't see him as a threat. I don't, I don't see him. He's a watch list guy. Like you said. Yeah. You know, he's he's definitely a watch list. Definitely pay attention to him. Do not draft him. Um, you know, he's not his, you know the the best he could do going into get into week one is to be the number three guy, and I don't even know if that's a possibility. Right. Um, right. But definitely guy to keep an eye on for sure. Um, another guy I put in there was Jake Browning. I actually have him at twelve. He's another undrafted guy. Um, I have him over Easton Stick, but I might I might you've kind of convinced me to maybe move Stick up to 20 and then Browning down to 21 or maybe I'll even move stick up over McSorley. Um, yeah. Just not a McSorley guy, but Browning's another guy. Um, Minnesota Vikings undrafted. Um, good college player. What do you, what do you know about Jake Browning? Do you have, so Browning played at Washington, uh, undrafted guy, I believe, right. Uh, to yep. Minnesota, Minnesota Vikings, six two two eleven. 11. Um, yeah just like more of a, more of a prototypical guy but but i think that uh he he was a guy I, I can't remember i actually put these ranks together a long time ago 
Mm. But um, but he was a guy that I did a little bit of research and I and I ended up moving him up into um, you know, the top of that tier five. Mm-hmm. And I moved him up above East and Stick. I might kind of move those guys around, but I'm yeah. a big part of it is the landing spot to me too. Yeah, because right. I'm just I'm just not a Kirk Cousins fan, and I don't mm. see Browning winning that job. Obviously, when you pay yeah. Kirk Cousins that contract, yeah. But he's a guy to watch out for, like a like a Brett Ripon, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Tyree Jackson is the other guy I yeah. have. He was a guy. He was a guy I wanted to talk about a little bit. Um, so I will say about Jake Browning, I actually have him. Right after Ripian, he's the beginning of my tier six. Okay, um, that's my that's my last tier, guys. Um, I'll just I'll just go through that real quick and rattle off some names, and then you can give me the rest of your guys. Um, and then we'll talk about Tyree Jackson a little bit, and unless you have some other guys you want to talk about, but um, no, 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 I don't right. I don't have the the research that you do. All right, so I'll just I'll just just again just to throw some names out. I got tier six at begins at fourteen. I got Jake Browning, Kyle Shermer, uh, Jake Dolagala, Tyree Jackson, Wilton Spate, Jalen McClendon, Jalen McClendon, sorry, Taylor Cornelius at 20, Drew Anderson at 21, David Blau at 22, and John Lovett at 23. Uh, and these are all of these guys. Um, I might even move Browning into that tier five, honestly, uh, just kind of based on maybe a glimmer of opportunity there in Minnesota. Whereas I think the rest of these guys like might not even make NFL rosters, but they're again, they're just like rookie quarterbacks. You know, we, we, we try to go, we try to go deep at master draft of football. Um, you know, Tom Brady was the 199th pick in the draft. So you never know. Uh, so I'll go over mine. I'll go over mine real quick and then we'll end on Tyree Jackson. I, um, okay. I, like I said, I had, my tier five is my last tier, and it's at twelve. It starts at twelve, and I have Jake Browning and Easton Stick, who you know I could definitely flip flop. I I like everything that you've been saying about Stick, and you've been talking about him for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, Browning, you know, there's something about you know I was doing a little research on him before. It was a while ago, mm-hmm. and there was something that made me kind of like move him up mm-hmm. in there. Um, but like I said, it's this is so late. It's like these are. These are not draftable guys, really. Yeah. Um, then I have Tyree Jackson, Brett Rippon, Jake Dol- Dol- Dolgala. Dolgala, yeah. Dolgala. And Jalen McClendon. Okay. That, that rounds up the end of my... I mean, and yeah. that, like I said, I mean, that last tier are guys that I, I wouldn't draft. Yeah. And might might not even make NFL watch, Right. Watch yeah. list guys. Um, but guys, you know, keep an eye on. Yeah, exactly. Um, for me, for me, there's nine guys worth, worth maybe rostering. Um, I think, I think in a normal league, there's, there's like six guys, like my top six (laughs) that are worth rostering. And then like, maybe, you know, like Finley and Sidham are like maybes. And then for super flex leagues, I think like top nine are worth rostering, uh, maybe top 10. And then after that, it's all, it's all watch list guys. Um, so uh, I will say Tyree Jackson. Uh, anything you want? You what do you want to say about Tyree Jackson? Um, well, he went to Buffalo, mm-hmm. undrafted, undrafted, right? Yeah, undrafted. Yep. Played played in college at Buffalo. Went to Buffalo. Yep. Six exactly. seven two forty nine ran a four five nine forty. So 
I see, I see Tyree Jackson as just an athlete. I see him as like a Terrell Pryor. Guy. Yeah. Uh, well, I was, I was kind of expecting him to be drafted, mm. and he wasn't. Um, and that's probably why I have him in this tier. And also, Josh Allen, I think he's got that spot pretty secure mm-hmm. in Buffalo. So, I mean, he's just such a wait-and-see guy. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't draft him. He's definitely, but he's somebody to watch out for. I mean, yeah. all these guys at that point, this point, I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's the quarterbacks for the rookie quarterbacks. You know, last year, who were the guys last year? It was like Luke Falk and. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's so many guys that like, it's just like, they're almost, yeah. you know, people are dropping them now. Right. But it's, it's worth, it's just, it's worth keeping them on your watch list, you know? Yes. And seeing if some of these guys, you know, because sometimes these guys move up the ranks. You know, we were, you know, we were talking about earlier in the podcast how how Foles ended up coming in and you know yep. starting starting in Philadelphia when Vic got hurt way back when. So it's like, yeah, these things can you know, happen. Um, and 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 I feel like you know us talking about these guys. It's like if you're late in your draft and you're looking for a quarterback and you know you've you see all these names and you just want to get you know, what do some other people think about these guys? Well, yeah. we do a lot of this research and, yeah, you know, we have our own drafts that we do and our own leagues that we play in, but it's like, you know, why not just put that, put that information out there that, that we have and that we've kind of come up with and, you know, share it to anybody else that's interested. Cause you know, it's other than like when we do our draft, it's pretty much, it's kind of useless. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Unless yeah. you're drafting and you want to hear, you know, somebody talk about it. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so Tyree Jackson, uh, like I said, I think, I think he's just more an athlete guy. I think he could end up changing positions. And um, I honestly, like if he, if, if they, if I, if I heard a story where they're like, Oh, Tyree Jackson's lining up at tight end, I'd be like, we're wide receiver. I'd be like, Oh, okay. Wouldn't surprise I might go scoop up Tyree Jackson at that point. Yeah. Uh, you know, we may, I might even put a waiver claim in for him at that point. Like, yeah, that's a good point. Very good I point. Mean, I mean, the guys like more so than Trace McSorley. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't even, I don't even think that's, it's close with that. Um, so yeah, Tyree Jackson, keep an eye on him. Um, just as sort of an athletic guy, um, that may switch positions and have some value. Um, other than that, I think this wraps up uh quarterbacks and uh thank you for tuning in to the master draft of football podcast mm-hmm.